been quite the journey for celebrity personal trainer and businessman Sam Wood. He was already established when he was uh, brought to wider attention back in 2015, the Australian version of Bachelor, which he won. He, since then, he's gone on to write award-winning books, 28 by Sam Wood, 7 Minutes to Better Health. He owns Australia's largest personal training studio, got supermarket deals. Now he's joining with our government to make us all a bit healthier, or try to. Uh, and considering we were talking last week about how one in three of us are obese, it felt like a good time to have a chat about some fitness. Sam Wood's with us. Morning. Thanks for having me, Mike. Great no worries to be at here. all. Um, just the bachelor thing I don't want to dwell on, but what, <laughs> I, what I am interested in is, is, is given you're a serious operator and you're an entrepreneur and you're a fitness man and all that sort of stuff and you've become very successful, did the bachelor side of the equation ever clash with you trying to get on with business and life? No, if I'm being truly honest, it helped. You know, it boosted my social media profile drastically in a really short period of time and I think exposed me to lots of people that perhaps wouldn't have known about me otherwise. I always had successful gyms and fitness businesses in my own little community in Melbourne, but from an online expansion capacity all across Australia, The Bachelor was really good for that. I also met my wife and we now have four kids, so I should never dismiss it or never forget where I've come from, but... Uh, I've, I'd never seen the show before I went on it. I've never really watched it since I went on it, but it was a it was a whirlwind, that's for sure. Do you know the name Art Green? No, Art Green was you here, right? And he right. and and he and what was interesting about that is that it, it's I don't know him that well, but he's a hell of a nice guy, and he married a woman called Matilda, who's also oh, a very very I nice have person. Heard of him. Yes, right? Yes, so yes, Matildas yeah. is what they call themselves. The only reason I raise this is he's like you. He is a fitness. Freak, yeah, and he is. If you just look at him physically, he's he's like a nose to tail guy in terms of food. <laughs> yep. Like eats the old whole animal. He's an ice ice bath man every yep. day, and he looks. He he lives and breathes what he preaches. Yeah, and there is proof that you know it seemingly works. So what I want to know from you is. The tech side of the equation, we seem to be in a world, and we got some stats out last week here, that like Australia, too many people are fat. Yeah. Uh, we, we seem to be losing that battle. And yep. yet, there seems to be an industry of people who ca- have never been fitter, never known more about wellness and health. Yeah, so what have we got? We got books, two, we got two Exactly. So where podcasts. are we at? Well, knowing and doing are not the same thing. I think that's the problem. And it in a fast-paced world of convenience and clever marketing and highly processed foods and very sedentary lifestyles, you don't have to be too far on the wrong side of those things Mm. every single day before you wake up and you have gained 5, 10, 15, 20 kilos and you are in that the wrong side of the overweight obesity statistics. And I, I guess I'm not here to be doom and gloom. I'm here to be part of the solution. The good side is you don't have to be too far the other way to start to turn that around. Right. And as much as Art Green probably lives it to the letter, I, I don't. I, I'm much more about progress, not perfection. I still love a beer and a red wine and chocolate. But I get my steps up every day. I do strength training three times a week, you know, for half an hour, you know, you don't have to train intensely for 60 minutes every day. You don't have to count every calorie. You don't have to, you know, eat from the land exclusively. You know, that's fantastic if you can. But I think taking more realistic steps in today's world just in the right direction is what people should be focusing on. And that can be body weight exercises for strength training, getting those steps up, as I said, eating real food most of the time, but not being too hard on yourself. 
um, you know, the ice baths and the saunas and the the other the fasting and that kind of stuff, which I know you're into, yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. But um, the reason I love fasting is you just tend to eat less. I mean, from a practical yeah. perspective, if you're putting it in an eight-hour window, you're not snacking really late at night and you're not eating all those processed, highly sweet Snacking's foods. Snacking's a killer, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Most of us in Western society just eat too much. And yeah. there's been a... A lot of studies to show that typically we underestimate how many calories we eat per day by about 30% and we overestimate how many calories we burn by 30%. If you ask someone to write down at the end of the day how many they ate and what they burnt, yeah. we're about 30% off both ways. So we're 60% off. So we're a fair way, we're a fair way away from what's actually happened and that's only happened that day. So when yeah. you do it weekly and monthly, we really do lose sight of just how much we consume and just how little we move. I don't want to be one of those people that goes, I need this and so because that sounds awful. But but I don't snack. I literally don't snack right, right. ever. Three meals ever. done. It, that's me done. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. two meals. Yeah. Only two meals. Yeah. And and what the only reason I'm telling you that is is it's a remarkable how easy it is to do. It's not like a yeah. thing that you go, oh, no, that's impossible. That's stupid. He's a weirdo. Ice baths, for example, they're hard work. That's a gym, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a, but, that's a gym. But, 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 yeah, but cutting down on your food isn't hard work. How much of it's about knowledge, do you think? And if you know what you're eating, what's in what you eat, what you get out of exercise, if you know that bit, that helps. Oh, I definitely think it helps, but it, it it's clearly not the solution. I know lots of highly intelligent people. I, I train at my gym lots of doctors who are overweight and unhealthy and they're far smarter and more qualified than I am. So it can definitely help and I encourage people to research and do their homework and get the right information from the right source. I mean, it's hard in today's social media world to know what to trust. There's a lot of crap out there from a lot of people who might have lots of followers but absolutely no idea. That's mm. a real pet peeve of mine back yeah. in Australia. But, you know, find people that know what they're talking about, listen to them but don't try and do it all at once. You know, it's like training a kid to throw a ball. If you give them six tips, they'll probably forget all of them. If you give them one thing to focus on, they're, they're more likely to execute that skill and then build the next one and build the next mm. one. You know, I often say to people, don't even worry about doing your food and your fitness together. Maybe get your breakfast under control. Get your steps up. You know, join a gym and do weight training three times a week, whatever it is. Start with one of those foundational things and then build it up in layers and you tend to see people have a lot more success and if you do adopt that progress not perfection attitude it's just far more sustainable mm. this quick fix 100%. intense i've got to do everything together and you know you're hanging on by your fingernails in your last four weeks and then you fall off the cliff and you typically rebound back worse than where you started you know you lost four kilos you gained six back exactly now listen what i want to know have you changed your mind about exercise over the years because i'm doing a lot of reading at the moment about bulking up is not what you want to be doing you know all these hit classes and stuff like that what it's actually about is a bit of resistance are uh, you strengthening your bones you're strengthening your muscles not talking about being an athlete just you know talking about living a long healthy life so are we are we learning we are learning. I mean, I think it depends on your life stage as well and what's important to you. I've changed for two reasons. When I was 20, it was a bit more of a vanity play and I was trying to have the abs and look a bit better in a singlet and I'm okay admitting that. I'm now 43 and have four kids and it's much more about how I feel and how I function and um, wanting to be around for their their you know 40th birthdays sure. or their weddings or whatever it might be. So. Yeah. It's interesting how you shift. I'm not against training for aesthetics. It's a really good way to get started. A lot of people start because of how they want to look and they keep going because once they 
get addicted to that feeling and they keep going because of how it makes you feel. You know, once those endorphins kick in, but there should be some cardiovascular there. You should do at least one intense session a week where you do get out of your comfort zone. You do right. spike your heart rate, whether it's, you know, bursts on the assault bike or sprints or whatever it might be. As we get older, that becomes really important. And then the resistance training and then the mobility is really important too. Make sure you stretch, make sure you move through a good range of motion. Um, if you're doing all three of those things, yeah. you're going to hold yourself in and pretty good And balance, uh, increasingly read is critical. The, the, as you get older, balance is everything. Yeah, balance and yeah. bone density yeah. to avoid falls once you sort of – and everyone sort of thinks old has to be 80. You know, no, you no. should start doing this stuff in your 40s, 100%. you know, and then you'll hold yourself, you know, in a lot better place, you know, moving forward. How much does tech play in this this whole equation? See, my wife, for example, she, she was an early adopter on the Aura Ring. Oh yeah, and she's yeah. like so far down that rabbit hole yeah. as to measuring your sleep and how yeah, and your blood and, and your breathing yeah. and your stuff like that. Is is that genuinely useful? I think so. I think I think I think people like getting feedback. I think it takes a bit of the guesswork out of it. I think it keeps you accountable. Um, you know, I, I know you know social media and tech can be your best friend or your worst enemy depending on how you use it. You can become a bit unhealthily obsessed by it. You can go down into these negative communities and they can really have a negative impact on your mental health and your self-esteem but I think if you're using it in the right way and you're tracking the things that are important to you that can only be a good thing mm. you know I've got an app with hundreds of thousands of people on it I'm not going to sit here and say tech's a bad thing because it's it's been life-changing for so many people but um, you've just got to use it in the right way and I if you do feel that it's starting to become an unhealthy obsession, you've probably got to stop and assess. Yeah. What's your, what weighting would you give diet v. exercise? That's a great question. I get it a lot. The, the question I hate is, Sam, which one is more important? Like, you yeah. have to choose one. Yeah. It's like, well, hang on. No, both are equally yeah. as important. But from a weight loss perspective, food's more important. I, I genuinely think if your weight is your or weight loss is your goal, you're never going to out-train poor nutrition. But from a function perspective, they really are equally as important. We become a bit obsessed with what we weigh and we forget about the importance of our cardiovascular health, our bone density and our, yeah. and our, our muscle tone. Exactly. Do you, do you know anything about Blue Zones, read about Blue Zones, the Blue Zone communities and stuff? And, uh, this Okinawa is from a longevity perspective. Ex exactly. Yeah, 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 I've, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen some of it. A couple of those you know, longevity experts over in the States that are you know, charging they all the billionaires they, all that money. Exactly. <laughs> they, say, they say movement. Yeah. It's, it's like if, if your life is about movement, just move. Yeah. And being sedentary is the worst thing you can do for yourself. Absolutely. I mean, in Australia and New Zealand, the statistics are the same. You know, more than 50% of Australians sit for over eight hours a day. You know, we sit at work, we sit in the car, we get home, we sit on the couch. And I think, I think we forget that four 10-minute walks is just as beneficial as exactly. one 40-minute walk. You know, I think we forget that doing five minutes of stretching or resistance exercise in the ad break of your favourite TV show has benefit. You know, you don't have to find a 60-minute window in a crazy busy world. Any little pockets that you can find to get yourself moving. You know, I came up with Sam your producer before and we took the stairs and it was great you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. make those little you choices. notice he's he's a bit buff he, he is he's, he's in great yeah, shape he's yeah. in great i was very impressed yeah, yeah, yeah. um so doing those making those little good choices um are so important getting outside getting some fresh air getting some vitamin d you know i walk my dog every single day for 60 minutes and it's probably the most therapeutic thing for both of us and it's just it's my sort of meditation exactly 
and doing those kind of things and getting into those habits, making sure you're getting your 8,000, 10,000 steps every day is only going to hold you in uh, in good stead. Fantastic. Good to meet and talk with you. Mike, thanks for having May me, May we be healthy forever. Absolutely. Can't wait to work with more New Zealanders. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Sam Wood, good bloke. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.